0: everyone this is crystal from the spooky barber babes coming at you today um so today we're going to be actually talking about the Bakelin plastic heiress and her tragic ending but her pretty messed up life so before we get started um we would love for you guys to go check out our youtube channel called the spooky barber babes We just started it. We've got three episodes up. One tomorrow is going to be super epic. And it is Brianna's reached out and done um, an episode with a friend of ours who is a Frightland actor. So why don't you head over to YouTube and give that a look? It'll be up tomorrow morning. So we're going to start this off by talking about Barbara Daly Bakeland, born September of 1921 and murdered on November 17, 1972 by her own flesh and blood. In her early years, Barbara was raised in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Tragedy struck when she was 11 in 1933 when her father Frank had committed suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning from his car exhaust. Once his life insurance policy was paid out, Barbara's mother took her and her daughter and moved to Delmonico Hotel in New York. While living in New York in her early years, Barbara modeled for Vogue and Harper's Bazaar and even posed for paintings. She was a prominent social life who was basically recognized for her beauty and not much else. Um, And even though she had like, she had just the beauty and the looks. She dated very wealthy men and was going to high end social parties. There was a private side to her that, um, her mother had actually kept hidden away from people. And that was that she had mental health problems and was actually a private patient at Foster Kennedy. Um, her mother did also suffer from mental health issues as well. Um, and made sure to keep like all her daughter's admissions to these hospitals, like very hush, hush, very secret. Like nobody could know. Um, but with all that aside, she did get invited to a screen test for a movie where she met Cornelia Backlin, AKA Dickie. Now Dickie had a younger brother named Brooks, who at the time was a trainee pilot with the Royal Canadian air force. Clearly Dickie and Barbara became best friends, hanging out all the time, doing their thing. And Dickie had introduced her to her brother, introduced Barbara to her brother, Brooks. And they hit it off right away. Dating, doing all the fun stuff couples do. But when things got a little crazy and Brooks wanted to break it off, Barbara had a plan. She had told him that she was pregnant and the two married quickly in California. Um, but sadly, it was kind of just a trap. She didn't want to lose him. Um, Brooks did list himself as a writer at the time and Barbara listed herself as a professional painter. Um, but with that aside in August 28th of 1946, Barbara did end up giving birth to her son and the only child the couple had Anthony Backlin. During their marriage and before their son was born, the two had a luxury apartment in the Upper East Side of New York and would host these huge, lavish parties. But with huge, lavish parties comes a reputation you need to uphold. And sadly, Barbara did not keep up that good reputation. She ended up getting a bad reputation for her unstable personalities, extremely rude outbursts, and severe depression. She was a very heavy drinker, and both her and Brooks had uh, extramarital affairs, if you know what I mean. When Anthony was about eight years old in the summer of 1954, and kind of just moving forward from there, the family started spending time abroad. They did keep their place in New York, but they also rented houses and villas in London and Paris and parts of Italy and so on and so forth. I think they even ended up in Switzerland at one point. Um, in 1960, however, the family did make their home, the, the main place they stayed, in Paris, where they continued living the lavish lifestyle and hosting parties. But that kind of backfired on Barbara. At one of the parties um, that they had hosted, Brooks had actually started an affair with an English diplomat's daughter who was 15 years his junior. Like, come on, dude, what are you doing? Uh, but Barbara had a plan of keeping him to herself. He had told Barbara that she he basically wanted a divorce from her. And her version was like, oh, oh, you want to leave me? That's not going to happen. And Barbara had tried to commit suicide. Um, Brooks being the doting husband was like, okay, let me just call this affair off. Okay. You know, I'm going to call the divorce off. Okay. We'll work things out. We'll work things out. And he terminated the affair with the English diplomat's daughter. Seven years later, Anthony and the family were living in Switzerland and at a resort in Spain. Now, t- Anthony is 20 years old and had met a man by the name of Jake Cooper. Cooper introduced Anthony to very various different hallucinogenic drugs is what I've been reading. And supposedly that they had traveled to Morocco to get them. Um, there was a cu- there was like a couple of rumors that were like, oh, the two of them had started dating because, you know, Jack was bisexual and Cooper was finding him or not Cooper. My bad. Anthony was finding himself and basically just this all around tailspin of, Oh yeah, this is my boyfriend. But Jake literally was like, Nope, that's not true. Like not at all. Um, when Barbara heard of this, she drove to Spain to bring her son back to Switzerland. But apparently as things turned out, Anthony had forgotten his passport. Don't know where, but this caused the two of them, Barbara and her son, Anthony, to get arrested because of attitude, temper. Um Apparently, they caused a huge scene. Um And I was just like, wow, okay. <laughs> it's a little interesting on its own. But they did finally get out of jail. <laughs> and when the two of them finally returned home... Um, it was said that Barbara had accepted her son's relationship with Cooper, but preferred a developing relationship he had with a little French girl named Sylvie. But Anthony wasn't Sylvie's intended target. Anthony really wasn't even interested in her. Um, Brooks was actually Sylvie's intended target. And in 1968, Barbara discovered an affair with, you guessed it, Brooks and Sylvie and tried to commit suicide again. Brooks basically was like, I'm done. I'm fed up. Enough is enough. I really don't care. And he wasn't going to have it any longer. And he, he went through with the divorce. Um, afterwards, Barbara had hit severe depression and suicide and tried it again, like a third time. Uh, it was stated that a friend of hers, Gloria Jones had actually stepped in and helped her. Um, and you know, Brooks then married Sylvie. They had a son together. But he divorced her too. And then married the last person that I could find that he was married to, which was a uh, Susan Backlund. And wasn't too much I could find out about her. Honestly, there wasn't really much I could find out about Brooks that wasn't tied to Barbara. Um, Which was kind of interesting on its own. But, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the man was kind of just, you know, done. (laughs) After about six weeks of dating, Green had broke off the relationship with her, but Barbara was obsessed with this man. And we're talking like crazy obsessed. Like she moved back to the U.S. and literally walked barefoot, completely naked with just a, what they describe as a lynx coat on, through snow, just to go bang on this man's door and demanding to come in like stalker why like, you followed this man you're walking through New York naked just in a coat Be- like pretty much sounded like you're begging for this man like you're you're used to entitlement I understand that but like honey get some class <laughs> Barbara's relationship with her son however was considered a very weird one um Anthony had expressed that he was gay or at least leaning towards being bisexual, which his mother at one point supposedly accepted. And I say supposedly because there had been so many rumors going behind scenes that was just horrible. Um, She was said to have hired female prostitutes to quote unquote fix her son by having sex with him. And then when that failed, She decided to take matters into her own hands and have sex with her own son, essentially raping the poor boy because she didn't accept the fact that he was gay or even not even gay. I mean, bisexual. That It was never truly confirmed if he was or wasn't. It's just this woman was just off her goddamn rocker. Anthony, however, like his mother, had mental illnesses of his own. Family friends noted that he had signs of schizophrenia and paranoia. He had erratic behavior, much like his mother, and his father, however, refused to have him treated at psychiatric hospitals or by psychiatrists because he saw the profession as immoral. Anthony, however, was later diagnosed with schizophrenia. Here's where things start to turn for the dark. And we're talking like three months is the time span that all this goes down in. No. Yeah, no, three months. (laughs) In July of 1972, Anthony made his first attempt of freeing himself from his mother by trying to throw her into traffic in London. He was physically weak. And thanks to the help of her friend, Susan Guinness, she was saved. The police had arrested Anthony for attempted murder, but his mother refused to press charges and instead had him committed to the Priory Mental Facility, where he was released shortly afterwards. On October 30th, Anthony had a home session with a psychiatrist where the doctor was so concerned about his condition that he warned Barbara that this man was fully capable of murder. But she was like, no, that's my son. He'll never do that. Basically just blowing it off, completely ignoring what the doctor had said, not really caring. It was just like, "Eh, no, I don't believe you. Um, Two weeks later on November 17th, 1972, he had finally successfully freed himself from his mother. Anthony murdered his mother by stabbing her with a kitchen knife, killing her almost instantly. She was 51 and he was only 25. When police arrived, they saw Anthony at the scene and he later confessed to and was charged with the murder of his mother. He was then institutionalized at Broadmoor Hospital until July 21st, 1980, where he was released due to the urging of his friends. I'm not too sure what the urging of his friends means, but that's what I could find. So it's like, okay, did your friends say... Oh, he's good. He's good. Like, and who were these friends? Like I couldn't find anything about that. Um, but upon his release at 33 years old, Anthony flew to New York city to stay with his grandmother, Nina Daly, who was his maternal great grandmother. Six days later on July 27th, Anthony attacked his grandmother, stabbing her eight times and breaking bones. Police then arrested Anthony again and charged him with attempted murder because mind you, he stabbed Nina, but didn't kill her. Like he did some serious damage. And, you know, unlike his mother that was like, Oh no, I'm not going to press charges on you for attempted to kill me. His grandmother was like, haha, no, screw you. You're going to jail. He was then arrested and sent to Rikers Island. After about eight months of, the psychiatrist team at Rikers had done their assessment of him and he was scheduled to be released on bail at his court hearing on March 20th, 1981. The case was adjourned, however, due to a delay in the transfer of medical transcripts from the UK at 3:30 PM on March 20th, 1981, Anthony was returned to his cell a half hour later at four o'clock. He was found dead of what was presumed suicide by suffocation with a plastic bag. And what do you think his father might think of all of this? Well, I couldn't find anything. And I mean anything. We're talking like I went extensive into searching up Brooks. I went in search of Anthony. I even went as far as, you know, even tracking down the wives or something. Nothing. Like, there's nothing. Um, The only thing that I could really find is that if it wasn't tied to Barbara, there's nothing. Apparently, though, the only thing I could find in an article was that when Anthony came out as gay, Brooks started referring to him as her son and not his. So I'm assuming that like once he kind of came out and was like, hey, um, you know... I I'm I'm gay Brooks disowned him is what I'm gathering. And like I said, I couldn't really find much about it. I couldn't even find the name of his half brother at this point. Um, there is a movie about this whole twisted story and it's called Savage Grace and it's starring Julianne Moore and Eddie Redmayne. Um, the movie was made after the book that had the same name, Um, However, after the film opened, Barbara Backlund's former lover, Samuel Adams Green, wrote an article pointing out elements in the film which were potentially misleading for those trying to, you know, read back to the reality. Um, And he referred in particular to um, a menage a trois scene that was in it which depicted him having sex with both Barbara and Anthony. And he wrote, it is not true. Um, he did not have an affair with Barbara 40 years ago and he 100% never slept with her son. And uh, he, that he is not bisexual. Uh, she started telling people she had an incestuous relationship with her son as a way of quote unquote, curing him of homosexuality. Um, and he goes on to say, but I didn't believe she had sex with Tony. I think she simply enjoyed shocking people. Green then embarked on legal action against the filmmakers, which was sadly still unresolved at the time of his death. Um, Green did pass away and it's just, I don't know. I think it's all just insane that this man literally had to come out of whatever place he was living and say, Hey, no, that, that's all fantasy. That was something made up for the film, made up for the book. It's not true. It's a lie. Um, but this whole thing has been insane. Being told by a doctor that your son is fully capable of of murder. You're ignoring the doctor. Can you imagine, like, what went through her head when, when that knife finally went through her? Like, did she have instant regret for not listening? Like, it, hindsight would she have went back and pressed charges on him for the first attempted murder or do you think maybe she thought she was finally free from her own mental illness i mean i don't know i feel like you have to be a very sick sick person to even just say that you're having sex with your son it's like what the hell is wrong with you even if it's just as like a oh, I just like the shock. It's not true. But yet there's so many people out there that say it, it becomes now it, it doesn't just become like a, a shock at all. Now it's like, oh no, you said it, everyone's believing it. So now it's no longer like a rumor. It's, oh no, you confirmed it. And the fact that she can said it to multiple people and no one ever thought to get authorities involved. Um, I get it. Different time, different era. But still, I feel like there was so much that could have been done for that for that kid that like nobody looked out for him. In my opinion, if that was really what happened, I feel like no one looked out for him, and that's not fair. I don't want to say that she got what she deserved for it, because I mean, no one deserves to die. Oh, um, well, unless you kill other people, then I mean, yeah, it's not deserving, but I I for an eye, I guess. But either way, it it's just like. I don't know. I feel it that there's just a lot of things that should have been done better. Not just on her part. I mean, she was mentally unstable. Why didn't Brooks take Anthony with him? Like why, why did he have to disown his son? It's, I don't know. I just, it angers me. Well, that's it for today. Tell me what you think. I would love to see um, some of your comments about this and your thoughts I would love to get enough, um, questions and comments about, you know, your guys's views on a lot of things when it comes to certain episodes. There is, if you're reading, um, listening to this on Spotify, there is a community section. Um, and I put in little, uh, questions there that you guys can answer to, um, or you can answer the questions on our Facebook at the spooky barber babes PC. Um, And I guess until next time, take it easy. Don't forget to like and subscribe on YouTube for our video portions. Um, And don't forget to follow us on Google, uh, Apple, Spotify, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Everyone, you have a great, fantastic day. See you next time.